Hey, 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 welcome back to Confessions of a PYP Teacher. This is episode two, Defining Our Focus in Inquiry. I'm so glad that you listened to episode one and decided to continue this journey with us. I'm Lou Gerlach. Um, I'm from an organization called Think Chat, and our primary purpose is to help teachers become um, better in their practice of concept-driven inquiry. In our last episode, we spoke about how we find our focus um, as teachers, especially when we encounter uncertain times. And one of the things that I shared um, was a strategy by Simon Sinek, which is called the Golden Circle. Many of you have probably heard about it, um, and if you haven't, it has been something that has greatly impacted my life since 2015 and it came out in 2009 as you can imagine and what I like about it is that it cuts to the chase and asks you what do you believe and what are you most passionate about and as we're looking towards that why that passion in teaching what are some practical things that we can discuss that's going to make a difference in your day-to-day experience it's nice to have theoretical, but what am I going to be doing that's going to be a game changer this upcoming school year? One of the best tools that I created, I didn't come up with this idea on my own per se, um, the IB, which is the International Baccalaureate, which is the system of schools that I work in. Um, I work in the elementary division called the PYP. And in our former guide, um, making the PYP happen, several times, I think I counted it once time, five times, these four terms kept coming up over and over and over again about instruction and designing quality instruction for our students. And these terms are engaging, challenging, relevant, and significant. And I remember about the 10th time I read through the guide, I had this aha moment. If the IB took the time to write those terms out as a guidepost on how to design excellent instruction, maybe I should use them in my classroom. And so what I did is I created a rubric checklist and I put it up on the wall. And I asked my students one day, can you please assess the quality of the lessons that we have been learning in this section of the unit that goes under the one line of inquiry? And at the time, you know, when I told my uh, teammates that I was doing this, they thought, well, aren't you inviting a lot of problems? You're allowing now students to assess you Won't that bring about problems? And I didn't listen to those naysayers and I tried it. And all of a sudden, I saw a huge shift in student ability and accountability. Because one thing that happened is that I, yes, let them assess me. But then I also turned around and said, this is how I'm going to assess you. Game changer. And so what do these terms mean? We just want to make sure that we have a common understanding of these terms so we don't get off the mark. So when I'm talking about engaging, yes, engaging is fun, 
But to engage is more than having fun. It awakens the mind to think and to connect. That is when you know students are engaging. And when you're challenging a child in or your students in your classroom, to challenge is confronting their prior misconceptions and stretching ideas to a place of discomfort, that they're being pushed with new ideas that they don't quite yet know how they feel about it. That is what it means to challenge a child. Relevant. To find relevance is reflecting on the prior and current experiences we're having and delving into their implications. So things that have happened in the past, things that are currently happening, what's their connection and what's the implication that this connection is happening? And obviously that's tailoring that learning to the students' everyday experiences because without that, you don't have a chance. This is why so many students act out in class. They don't feel that the learning is relevant to them. It's not connected to their everyday experience. And because of that, they tune out. All right. And the final uh, thing that I want to focus on is significant. To find significance is bridging issues from our local experience and finding the commonality of the human experience around the world. Now, this is something that's very unique to the PYP. How we do, we take um, things that we're learning in our local state level and expanding it to the world and trying to find the same commonplace things. So, for example, I live in Texas. Big part of fourth grade that I taught was Texas Revolution, America coming to be, pride of Texas. But what we did is we looked at that idea of revolution, and said, what are the commonalities of all revolutions that have happened through time? And then we were able to look at American Revolution as an example, the Texas Revolution as an example, and then where currently is revolution happening in the world? That is powerful because then they don't think that an idea, a concept like revolution is something of the past. They know it's currently happening. And then you turn it on its head of say, asking the students, how can you make a revolution in your own life? Now that is significant and relevant. Um, this is a game changer. Um, this sparked the internal discussion within myself on how could I use these ideas to guide my lesson planning? And here's what I came up with. So when I was looking at engaging, um, some of the questions that I came up with, remember, engaging means to engage. Um, to engage is more than having fun. It awakens the mind to think and connect. So engaging, I had to ask these questions about myself. So thinking about, let's say you centralize, and I'm going to put this on my blog um, post and I'm going to also create um, a template for it on my website, thinkchat2020.weebly.com. So um, engaging, I had, if you're focusing on the topic, let's say, of energy, to make that engaging, I'm going to answer these questions. How can I make learning energy more hands-on? What materials will I need? 
how can I incorporate reading into um, science and vice versa? Also writing. So some things that came off to my head is when you're talking about energy, City of Ember for fourth grade is perfect because it's all about a city that's relying upon energy in order to survive that's underground. And what happens when that energy source is being depleted? And what choices are people making? Um, And writing naturally goes with science, I think, because um, you're talking about processes in how to write something and where you can drive the content of that writing could come greatly from science. Also, do students have agency in constructing their own experiments? That right there. Oh my gosh, all about engaging. So now as we switch over to challenging, still focused on energy, I'm going to ask myself these questions. How can I show unique ways to use energy? Now I'm expecting students to come up with new ways. How is energy created in different ways? How can we survive without different types of energy? Linking back to that city of ember. Which type of energy is the most vital to human survival? You're really stretching your students' thinking here and getting them to go to a place of discomfort because they're having to make a choice and defend. This is a higher order thinking skill. That's why it's challenging. It's not so easy for us as teachers to do and it's not so easy for our students. Now, let's look at how we're going to develop relevance. So when I'm thinking about relevant, I'm going to ask these questions about energy. How is my energy usage impacting the carbon footprint? How can I make sustainable changes in my life? What must my family do differently? Why should I care about energy usage and conservation? How would the lack of energy impact my daily life? Notice all of these questions are geared back to the family lifestyle choices because we want relevance. Now, reminder, significance is bridging those local issues and trying to see the commonality of the human experience. So now we're going to look at energy from a significant point of view. And you'd answer these questions. What are ways to get my community involved? How, uh, how um, much impact does my local community have on the world's carbon footprint? What simple changes can we make in our city? Does energy connect to the world? And how are other countries using energy differently? Now, if you notice, by asking all of these questions, you're going much deeper. You're getting the students to think about ideas in a different way, much deeper than, hey, these are the different types of energy. Let's do some experiments. We're still going to do experiments because we have to lay that foundation. But how are you taking a step further? That is critical thinking. As you can see, when you plan from using these four lenses, It greatly opens up greater possibilities to student learning and helps them to provide a broader focus. Our students are able to engage in deeper thinking. 
about energy, about any topic really, rather than doing just simple investigations and creating foldables about types of energy. If you're a visual person like me, I am very visual. Go to our website at thinkchat2020.weebly.com and go to our blog post, like I mentioned earlier, with the same name to see how this activity is organized. Um, I'm, I want to see what this looks like and can be used in your planning. If you need more ideas on how to teach students to engage, challenge, find relevance, and determine significance, um, we have curated a list of strategies for each, so they're going to be listed separately, that you can implement right away. So each area, each form of inquiry, which is engaged, challenge, relevant, and significant, will have its own document. And they're going to have a top eight list of strategies that you can use right away um, to build up these strategies. And the more the merrier, because now you'll have 32 strategies on how to do this and as you become a stronger practitioner you're going to continue to add to those strategies man wouldn't it be wonderful to be a student in your class as you're employing these strategies because you're giving agency to the students allowing them to drive the learning you're still obtaining and meeting the objectives set by whomever is the decision maker you're still preparing them if you take a standardized test, getting them ready, but you're allowing them to develop more critical thinking skills. That's all for now. So see you in our next episode. Remember, always hold on to that passion.